When a man's heart is full of deceit, it burns up, dies, and a dark shadow falls over his soul. From the ashes of a once great man has risen a curse, a wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator, someone to strike fear into the black hearts of the same man who created him. The battle between good and evil has begun. It's showtime, folks! Two legends, the most anticipated match in history! I am the most dangerous entity that has ever stepped in this ring! The crowning jewel! The franchise! Sting! The demon of Death Valley! The phenom! The Undertaker! I will unleash a fury that no mortal man has ever seen! The only thing for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure. You will... Rest in peace. When you think of wrestling what ifs, I think, especially in recent memory, the biggest one that comes to mind is The Undertaker versus Sting. I'm not talking, you know, 2020 or even 2023. I'm thinking back to when it was first teased for the first time right before WrestleMania 27. Now, of course, if I am going to fancy book, let me just get up here and grab this from the good old shelf here. Uh, Logan's scripture. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a, it's been a little while. It's let me just flip open here. Uh, you know, it's kind of nice. Instead of just a normal notebook, it says Logan Scriptures on the front. Got some nice wording on the back. You can get your own copy of Logan Scriptures at uh, our PWP Etsy store. Uh, for only a low, low price of $25. I mean, I... I the highest I rated bought, product as well. Yeah, I, I, I bought one. I mean, I know it seems crazy, but I wanted to support the brand. Support the it, brand it, financially. It's in... It, it, it's it's done really well. Not up um, or shut I, up. <laughs> as I mentioned on a previous podcast, um, I did have to edit it a little just to make things lined up, make things look pretty. But it's it's done. Um, but let's flip open here. Like I said, it's been a while. Sting and Undertaker. So to give background, WrestleMania 27, they cut those vignettes. There's someone in long leather jacket, specific boots, coming out of a house. It was raining 221. Very fun God. fact. Very email, by the way. Fun fact, that was my grandfather's birthday at the time. Uh, they had the violin going. I mentioned to you before this, so from about 4th grade on to about the middle of 10th grade, I would stay with my, uh, usually my grandpa on the weekends, my dad's dad. 
Mm-hmm. And we would watch SmackDown. He would tape Raw. We'd watch Raw. He would tape the early days of NXT. We'd watch that. We'd watch TNA. He's very he's very wrestling focused. If we weren't doing that, I'd play Madden. We had a team. We called them the Aurora Wolves. And you know he'd watch. We'd watch them. That kind of thing. Just just some good memories. Um, even he knew it was supposed to be Sting with these promos. And he knew this because, like I said, we watched TNA. It was kind of big for him. Um, he was born in 55, so he kind of got to watch all the old school wrestling. But he knew that was supposed to be Sting. And I remember he asked me, because I would be on the wrestling forums, No DQ, Gerwig, Body Slamming Forever. And he's like, what is Sting doing there? And I go, well, it looks like they're going to do Sting versus Taker. <laughs> And he's a big he's a big Undertaker fan. I remember WrestleMania 23 when Undertaker beat Batista. The first person I called was my grandpa, so he could hear the theme music. And I'm like, he won because we thought that's when the streak was going to end, like a lot of people. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to do Sting versus Taker. He was excited. I was excited. And that Monday Night Raw came. Taker came out. Then Triple H came out. No words, or it might have been flipped. I forget how it happened, but one of them came out and the other came out. No words. It was great. I'm not going to say it was bad. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The match was great. Their rematch, even better. Would it have been better with Sting? I know a lot of people on Twitter now are saying, oh, oh did Undertaker actually have good matches? Yeah, of course he did. The difference between him and Sting is Sting, it doesn't seem to face bad people in the main event. If he would face someone bad, it'd be in the mid-card. You know, Vampiro, or if he faced anyone odd on TNA, that kind of thing. Yeah. Taker was always in a main event spot. Whether he's in a tag team against Chronic, whether he's facing Eligante, he was always in a main event spot. So I think looking back on it, Sting was I, I think Sting was protected a little more. I think Vince had more trust in Taker, and he's just like, yeah, I know you can do it. If you can't, it's on the other guy. Sorry. But uh, I'm still, I love Taker and Sting both. But I still think, and you agreed with me beforehand, Taker's better than Sting. Overall, yeah. Career, yeah. and, and, and and like I said, I hate that people are like, oh, Eligante, King Kong Bundy, that means he sucks. No, no. It's rare that you will have someone that can carry someone through a shit match. I think those names, oh, Hogan, Michaels, Cena, Roman. Maybe AJ Styles. Yeah, throw AJ in there. Especially because I think AJ would be on there for sure if he was in WWE longer, because WWE's kind of protected him. At Impact, he was he was with a bunch of stinkers. And, and before anyone comes after me, Daniels was good, Kaz was good, <laughs> but TNA did have some stinker matches for AJ. People have to remember, um, and you wouldn't know this because you, you didn't watch TNA a lot. Again, my grandpa and I did. Around Thanksgiving time, he lost a match where he had to dress up in a turkey suit. AJ Styles, picture that. Sounds like uh, great creative. Yeah, Dixie Carter sucks. We'll get on that uh, in a in a in a later podcast. 
coming um, soon. I don't think this is. I don't think this is Jeff Jarrett's fault. I don't think this is Hulk Hogan's fault. I think this is this is Dixie's fault in the whole. Okay. But anyway, all right. For those of you, like I said, that remember the promos, the vignettes. Rain was falling. Lightning was striking. Leather jacket, boots. Like I said, even my grandpa knew it was Sting. A lot of people knew it was Sting. I don't remember exactly what happened, but Sting decided, I'm not going to WWE. He was afraid Vince would use him wrong. And I know everyone's going to say, well, they did use him wrong. He lost to Triple H, and then he lost to Seth Rollins, and then and then he was hurt, and then he had to retire. Oh, and now he's in AEW, and he's so good. Oh. <laughs> Of course he's going to lose to Triple H, right? Triple H and Taker were the two consistents through WWE. Not saying Sting shouldn't have won. I I, I got a pit in my stomach when Sting lost because I'm like, fuck. I knew he, he should have won. But the whole buildup was cool. Do I think Hogan, Nash, and Hall are better than Billy Gunn, Road Dogg, and X-Pac? Yeah. Should they have been able to help more than X? than Shawn Michaels did for Triple H? Yeah. Whatever. Do I still think that if Sting wouldn't have got hurt, that he would have got to rematch Seth Rollins, win the title, and hold it for like a month or two? 100%. I think everyone's in agreement with that. If Sting wouldn't have got hurt, he would have been WWE champion later down the line. But he got hurt. Whatever. Seth Rollins didn't cause it, as much as all you conspiracy theorists want to think he injured him and Finn Balor. Finn Balor, I get. He's a young up-and-comer trying to take Seth's spot. Why would he want to injure Sting? Why in the fuck would he want to injure Sting? You tell me this. right? You give me one reason why he'd want to injure Sting. I'm waiting. To take revenge on WCW. No, he, oh, yeah. I'm sure Seth Rollins wanted revenge on WCW. <laughs> he still won the Monday Night Wars, Dad. Oh, my God. He was Team WWF. Am I upset Sting didn't get more WWE time? Yes. Sting's a great talent. He's one of the few that could cut a promo on the mic and could also wrestle. He could be a main eventer. He could be a mid carter. He could be a tag team guy. Doesn't matter. Sting is at the top. Yeah. Is he doing great things for AEW? Oh, hell yeah. Do I think he should have jumped off a ladder through a table? No. 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 no he old. <laughs> he old. Am I going to probably meet him at WrestleCon? You're damn right I'm going to meet him at WrestleCon. You, Sting's I, a fucking legend. Are you going to tell him any of this to his face? No! No! Woo! Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Like I said, now that we kind of have all that build up, go back to those promos. I still think Taker would have been the one to be revealed. But when Triple H came out, I wouldn't have Undertaker to stand face to face with him. I'd have Undertaker bludgeoned him. He wouldn't need a weapon. He would use his fist. He would take Triple H down. He'd start punching. He'd bust him open. He'd pick him up. He'd choke slam him. He'd leave him for dead. Next night on Raw, have Triple H come out again. Same thing happens. Gets bludgeoned, gets choke slammed. This time, Taker picks him up, lash rides him, leaves him for dead. Next week, same thing. Except I'd have Taker tombstone him to the announce table. 
the following SmackDown, I'd have Kane come out and ask him, hey, I, I know that you just fought Sean at Mania. Why are you taking out Triple H? Taker would come out. He'd bludgeon Kane. Tombstone him, and then I'd finally have him grab a mic. Before he could say anything, you'd hear, Oh, yes! Albert would come down the entrance ramp, grab the mic from Undertaker, and Paul Bear would then begin to explain how Undertaker had finished Shawn Michaels. He was tired of fighting DX. He had done this years before. He had finally put to rest Shawn Michaels, and he, he didn't have the time to face Triple H. He didn't need to explain anything to his little brother Kane. And that, the, that this was the Undertaker's yard, something that Taker would hear years later when feuding with Roman. And that the Undertaker is the man. People need to recognize that he can take out legends, he can take out current stars, and he doesn't care who you are, but you will rest in peace. Following week on Raw, no Triple H. Triple H is in the hospital. Triple H can't come out. Big Show comes out. You know, former tag team champion with The Undertaker. A, a friend backstage. You know, he'd start out with, Mark, what are you doing? Taker grab the mic. And The Undertaker to you. Paul Bear standing behind him laughing. Paul, Big Show then goes, okay, Undertaker, what are you doing? Undertaker didn't like that tone. Takes... Big show down. He doesn't choke slam. You know, Undertaker's a little older at this time. Can't lift him up. It puts him in the Hell's Gate. Chokes him out. At this point, Big Show's coughing up blood. Undertaker and Paul Bear just laugh. Then on SmackDown, McFoley comes out. I've seen what you've done. You know, Undertaker, I know I I know who you are. I know what you do. I know your character. Come on, we're legends at this point. You don't need to take out Glenn. You don't need to take out Paul. We're friends here. And under then the lights go out, lights come on. Undertaker, the legends, Mick Foley. Then that's when the promos appear again. The vignettes appear again. It's that cabin. And we again see Undertaker walking out of it. We see his face. But the camera slowly starts to pan. The following Monday, the show begins with those vignettes again. But this time, before they continue, Undertaker comes out. Paul Bear's there with him. Paul Bear talks about how the Undertaker is the darkness. He is running the WWE. He is the one that will fully end everything the undertaker has no lifespan the undertaker will kill those that are old that are new it's no problem burying them into the ground the promos begin again undertaker appears in the window the camera zooms out and we see the back of someone's head we see the black hair slicked back he said, a long leather jacket. Undertaker walks out of the cabin. 
we see the camera zoom back, and on the 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 roof of the cabin is none other than Sting looking down at the Undertaker. And like what happened at Starcade, you hear that familiar voice playing through the arena where the darkness is taking over the WWE. There's only one man who can stand up to the darkness. One man that will take out the darkness and help bring the light back to the WWE. And that man is... And then on the Titan Tron, you see the words, the five, or you see the words, the five letters, S-T-I-N-G, Sting. Paul Bear looks frightened, but all Undertaker does is smile. It's not until SmackDown that we finally get the Undertaker and Sting face to face. The first time that Sting, Steve Borden, is in a WWE ring. And they're face-to-face, almost no talking, until you hear Paul Bearer ask him, What do you want? Why now? After all these years, why are you coming after my Undertaker? There's nothing, there's nothing to include with you. There's no Hulk Hogan. There's no Lex Luger. There's no Scott Hall. All those has-beens are gone. The Undertaker is the last outlaw. Why are you here, Sting? Sting grabs the mic. And without saying anything else, he gets in Undertaker's face and says, It's showtime. The following week on Raw begins with Sting. He says, I know SmackDown may have seemed a little ambiguous. Let me explain something to you. While I was fighting the NWO and WCW... You had The Undertaker fighting DX in the WWE. Both were pretty successful. But I noticed that The Undertaker kept having a having a little chip on his shoulder, acting like he was the top dog in the yard. Sure, he'd beaten Stone Cold. Sure, he'd beaten The Rock. Sure, he'd beaten Triple H. Sure, he'd beaten Kurt Angle. He'd even beaten John Cena and Batista. But you know one man that The Undertaker had never beaten in the wrestling industry? Sting. Not only Sting, but Steve Borden. So Undertaker, I want to ask you this. WrestleMania 27. It's not only going to be Sting versus Undertaker. It's going to be Steve Borden versus Mark Calloway in a fight to finally determine who is the Alpha in wrestling, who truly is the protector of the sport, who is the man, and cuts to the Titan Tron, and has Undertaker with Paul Bear sitting behind him, Paul Bear chuckling, and Undertaker then listing through the people he defeated, Sting, I didn't need to take a year off to fight a main event talent like you did Hulk Hogan. I went through the Attitude Era. I beat Sean. Like you said, I beat Steve. I beat The Rock. I beat Triple H. I beat Kurt Angle. Hell, even into the future, like you said, I beat John. I beat Dave. I beat Randy. Who isn't there left for me to beat? Why do I want to take a bag of bones like you to hell? I guess just to prove a point. 
and don't think if you bring anyone like my brother Kane or Paul White, who has won tag team titles with both of us, that I won't take them down with you. You want a match at 27? You want Icon versus Icon? Truly a match that defies generations. WWE versus WCW. Undertaker versus Sting. Mark Calloway versus Steve Borden. You've got it. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's a lot of buildup. What does Triple H do at this time? What's he doing? He well, just, I don't know if you remember. He's just hanging around? I don't, I don't know if you remember. Uh, Kevin Ash returned at the 2011 Royal Rumble. He returned as Diesel. Diesel, yeah. And I know, and I know later down the line, we get uh, Kevin Ash versus Triple H in that sledgehammer ladder match, which was fucking awful. I think this mania, you you pull the trigger. You've never had Click versus Click at Mania when it mattered. Yeah, you had Sean versus Razor Ramon, but I don't think the Click was in full effect at that point. I'm not going to go into full detail, but I think you end up having Triple H versus Diesel at WrestleMania. And you know what makes this great? You have Triple H being managed by Shawn Michaels. You have Diesel being managed by Scott Hall. Scott Hall's reappearance within the WWE. I don't think you need anything else. Yeah, you could include X-Pac, but I, yeah, I think you don't need it. Yeah, you don't You don't need it. Um, but then, once you get to the show of shows, you get Triple H, or you, excuse me, you get Undertaker versus Sting as crazy as this sounds I still think you have Undertaker win because here's the thing you have Sting under the WWE umbrella in 2011 two world titles two secondary titles two tag team championships you have Sting stick around for quite a long time even if he has to retire in what was it 2015 when Seth Rollins buckle bombed him it still gives him four years with the company. I think at that point, Sting gets one of those heavyweight titles that people wished William Regal or Jerry Lawler would have won. I, 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 I think he, he was the big gold at that time. Like, who's 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 fighting for that title? Yeah, well, uh, that's what I was gonna say. I, I I've talked about those in. Uh, they, they weren't Logan scriptures yet. They were Logan. They were PWP DIYs. Throw them. Go take a listen to those. Yeah, they're on our YouTube. Go take a look. But, um, yeah, Sting definitely wins the World Heavyweight title, and that's from 2011. Um, well, do you, what, Daniel Bryan wins it? Randy Orton has it around this time? Christian, I think? Uh, I don't think there's anyone that Sting can't beat. Looking it up now because that's not you know like I've said it's not something that I know offhand. So I'll just I'll start twenty twelve now and we'll get you we'll get you involved. We'll see or we'll, we'll even go twenty eleven. We'll get the we'll go after Mania. Jack Swagger, Rey Mysterio, Kane, Edge, Dolph Ziggler, Edge, Christian, Randy Orton, Christian, Randy Orton, Mark Henry, Big Show, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, Big Show, Alberto Del Rio, Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, John Cena, Randy Orton, and then the titles are combined. 
So clearly he's not going to beat Cena or Orton at the very end. But you're telling me that Sting can beat any of those guys? I, uh, um, yeah. I think Sting, I think Sting and, beats all of them. He probably do Sting like versus Orton. That'd be a cool... Just, and like I said, Sting Sting didn't go back to TNA. You mentioned beforehand how he the, the promos were cut and it made it was essentially the same. TNA liked to copy WWE. Yeah, TNA like, granted literally like two like a month or month and a half after these ones were released by WWE, they did these, essentially the exact same promo, like copied it. Like almost And like, I mean Like it looks TNA, like they, they went to the same fucking like house. I wouldn't doubt it. That's the kind of thing TNA like. They like to teach. So, I mean, this doesn't tie into it, but I remember when Booker T debuted for TNA. They teased someone was a uh, multiple-time heavyweight champion. So, clearly, and you know, had issues with Kevin Nash and Kurt Angle. Clearly, your mind goes to Goldberg. It's Booker T. Booker T's not a bad ad. When he went to TNA. No. But when you're thinking Goldberg, you're like, shit. All right, it's Booker T, I guess. But uh, here we go. Impact Wrestling 2011. <laughs> just the roster. Okay. AJ Styles, Abyss. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to list people that could fight Sting. I'm not going to say Bully Ray, only because he wasn't the Bully Ray yet. And if you if, if you watched wrestling, you watch Impact, you know what I mean? If not, wait for us to do a TNA video, and I'll I'll fucking explain it to you, dummy. Jeff Hardy, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, oh. um, maybe Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Oh yeah, Devon Dudley's sons. Yeah, that was a big ad. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of people for Sting, and it still oh it bothers me that he. Oh, WWE won't use me right. And that quote, along with him losing to Triple H and getting injured by Seth, everyone online is like, oh, you did the right move. Seth Seth Rollins didn't plan on injuring him. Sorry, as much as your conspiracy theories want to believe this, that didn't happen. It was a fluke. I was in the hospital this happened. That was one of the most disappointing nights of my life because the Dudleys lost by DQ and then Sting got hurt. Um... It's not like Seth Rollins planned that. And if you think Seth Rollins planned that, fuck you. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, I think Vince likes you to have to win your way to the top of WWE. Look what he did with Goldberg. I mean, look at Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner kind of shit the bed, so he didn't push him. Um, but look at all the people he did push. Benoit, Guerrero, Booker, Rey Mysterio. It's not like he hated people who weren't with WWE. You just had to prove yourself. And I think Sting would have proved himself. Look how well he's done now. Look how well he's done in TNA. So to all those that, oh, it's a good thing you didn't leave. No, I think you're wrong. I think he would have had a better time in WWE. And I think instead of a Triple H rematch, we would have got Taker and Sting. And guess what? I think there's a chance that at the rematch, Sting would have beat Taker. And it would have meant so much more. Because clearly WWE didn't care about a young talent beating Taker because they had Brock beat him. And when did Brock beat him? That was WrestleMania 30. That was right before we moved into the dorm. So that was, what, 2014? Yeah. 
So Brock had been relevant for 12 years. Yeah, they didn't give a shit about new talent beating him. But, you know, again, this is just something written in the good book. <laughs> um, I think I had your attention with it. You didn't say anything. I, it just it just reminds me of like what could have been. Oh, especially with uh, Sting. Sting could have been a lot more. I think it's it's one of those cases. I'll just I'll, this is my speculation. I think Sting was scared. I think he was scared. I am glad someone said it. And and the thing is, you didn't watch TNA, so you wouldn't know. But I'm glad you said it because. Sting debuted for TNA like five times. He debuted early on. He took a break, and people thought he was going to WWE. Came back around 2004, 2005. Wrestled, took a break, came back, thought he was going to WWE. Came back around that 24 time. And he constantly did this until he finally showed up in WWE. And the thing is, I remember how excited we were. He showed up too late, by the way. Well, not even that. I remember how excited we were. We were in the dorm. He came out and helped Ziggler. Yeah. The issue is they didn't capitalize on it. They're like, oh, man, Survivor Series? Let's have his next match be at Mania. No, fuck that. Have it be at Royal Rumble. Have him fight Triple H at Royal Rumble. Then at Mania, have Team Sting versus Team Triple H. And at that point, you could have done Sting, Nash, fucking Hogan, Versus Triple H, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and then they could have been managed by Michaels and X Pac. And guess what? You could have had X Pac turn on him because he was in both stables. And then Sting could have won, and then they'd be like, ooh. And Sting could have been Road Dog, and it wouldn't have been against Triple H, and they'd have been like, ooh. I. I. Each, There's I a lot think, they could have done. Yeah, I think and, his and, problem and, and, was. Is, and it's, the uh, thing I hate most. In, is that people are like, oh man, why did you have these stables come out? Because when else are you going to have the NWO and DX appear on the same fucking stage? It's never going to happen until then. I loved what they did. It was I upset Sting lost? Yeah, at the moment. Looking back on it now, I know that they planned on using him more. Was I upset Sting got hurt against Seth Rollins? Yeah. Looking back on it now, do I know... Did, did I think Seth was going to hurt him on purpose? No. Fuck no. Anyone that thinks that, like I said, you're an idiot. You're a stupid idiot. <laughs> Until he appeared in AEW, even wrestling, no one thought Sting was coming back. Like, he... The moment he fell in the ring, people thought that was it. Like, it's scary. If you go back and look at it, it is so fucking scary. He doesn't just like fall and you're like, oh man, is he hurt? Like he he drops to one knee and you can tell he's trying to come back. Yeah. It's just Sting is one of those people, and that's that's the part. That's why I hate talking about. I I hate saying Taker's better than him because if Taker, let's just say Taker's like a ten point one, Sting's a ten. Like it's not like there's a large gap between them. But I think people are just so obsessed with Sting and obsessed with what he's doing. People forget Taker already had this comeback. Remember when he teamed with Roman against Shane and McIntyre? 
Yeah. But people forget this. Um, Taker was supposed to retire pretty early on, and he kept coming back. Is that his fault? He kept, yeah. He kept getting that phone call. Yeah, and he kept having great matches. And that's why Vince kept calling him back. If you notice, it was after 32, or no, it was, it was really after 30 that Vince was like, ah, maybe. And then they get around Mania time, and he's like, all right, do you want to fight Bray Wyatt? Yeah, that'd be Mark. cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, do you want to fight Shane on Logan's birthday and have Logan get pissed off at the movie theater? Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, do you want to fight Roman? Yeah, okay. I don't know if I'd seen in a squash match, which probably would have been match of the night had I not been a fucking idiot and let it go for more than five minutes. Yeah. I don't blame Taker for anything throughout his career. I blame Vince or I blame Creative. I, I also don't blame Sting for anything throughout his career. But I think, like I said early on, the difference is Taker was protected, Sting wasn't. Yeah, I know. What, what, what do you think? As someone that didn't watch TNA, and as someone that doesn't like focus so much on the history as I do, what do you think? Like I, like I was saying earlier, uh, to me, it just seems like like Sting was scared to come over. I don't think he'll admit it, but I think he was suffering from that. I, I don't like I call it disease, I guess that wrestlers. When they're kind of like out of the limelight. And I'll, I'll say TNA wasn't really the limelight. Especially back uh, in the mid-2000s. Yeah, P- Hardcore wrestling fans watched it. But they never really uh, had that mainstream attention. Like Kurt Angle, for example. He always would say uh, after uh, like two, whenever he, when he went over to TNA. Like he'd run into people like in public. Like, man, dude, I wish you were still wrestling. And he's on weekly TNA <laughs> television. <laughs> so I think he was, and he had like that fear of, oh, are they going to remember me? What if I go out there and it, it's just what? quiet? I like, do all these wrestlers like have the same dream? Like, you know, have the dream when you go into like, school or work and you're like naked and you forgot your pants. Like, are they having well, that dream where they walk out and like to like a crowd and they're like, that's the crickets? part that makes me laugh is he went to. Impact Zone was in Orlando, the old WCW taping. Mm-hmm. People cheered him. You're telling me that if people cheered you there, they're not going to cheer you at Madison Square Garden? And I and I get it. Because um, if you list big WCW names, the ones that prospered, Booker, Benoit, Guerrero, Mysterio, Goldberg did for a year until he was like, fuck this. Uh, Bagwell failed. You can't count Hogan, you can't count Nash, you can't count Hall. Which, that's the issue, too, is WCW is built up of so many former WWE names that you can't truly figure out who did well. But I I get where Sting was afraid of, but only a small percent. Because Sting is such a name. It it just doesn't make sense to me. It's not not even just Sting. It's like a lot of these big-time wrestling names... Like like do like return and they do like the backstage uh like segment like the behind the scenes or whatever. Oh yeah, and they'll be like, oh, well, I'm surprised people remember me. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm kind of scared to go out there. I don't know what if they what if they don't say nothing. What if they, I get no well, even, I'm like, shut the fuck. I mean, up. I know this doesn't tie into it, but the Dudleys when they returned, um, the Raw after that SummerSlam, I remember I texted you I'm like the fucking Dudleys, 
And then I watched their documentary, and they're like, oh, I wonder if anyone will remember us. Really, Bubba? You returned at the Royal Rumble before, and you got the biggest fucking reaction. Granted, well, it was well, Philly. Well, that just says Philly. I don't know if the people of, uh, in, in uh, Omaha, yeah. Nebraska are going to remember no, me. I, I, I hate when wrestlers think the fans won't remember them. And, 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 I, and I know, a lot of them aren't like you and I. And I say that with, we have a podcast. I look at the older wrestlers. I can remind you of them. You have your ones you remember. I have my ones I remember. But it's not like fucking Sting's going to come out in 2011 and people are going to be like, who's that? Who's that guy with the white face paint? Is that a Legion like, of Doom member? Like everyone thinks like, um, like somebody like Sting, I'm going to come out and they're going to treat me like uh, Brian Christopher or whatever. <laughs> Like, that's not yeah, going to happen. I, and, and, and like you said, I think it should show, to end this, like I said, my grandpa and I, I would stay there on weekends many years. He watched the promo without thinking. I remember he knew it was Sting. He didn't look at forums. He didn't have a smartphone until, shit, 2015. He didn't, and it was Sting. I just think it's one of those things where, like you said, Sting was afraid. But also, look at all the people that were afraid to come back, and they did, and they're at the pinnacle. Bruno, Warrior, Jarrett, Sting, uh, the Dudleys, even the Hardys when they came back. It's just such a list. Hogan, three times he left and came back. It's just a lot. Um, I, I I do hope those listening, A, buy the scripture journal from our Etsy page. Um, I didn't take a lot of time at Etsy.com slash shop slash PWP products. Um, and while you're there, take a look at our other things, our, our stickers, our shot glasses. We recently added a bomber jacket, our hats. Everything is made here in America, so don't worry about that. Um, B, those listening, I hope you realize that just because someone leaves WWE doesn't mean that their career's done. I mean, a lot of people have proven that to be otherwise. Whether it's Brock Lesnar going to UFC, Mick Foley going to TNA, Sting going to TNA, The Rock going to Hollywood. Um, and C, I hope you enjoyed me talking about sting versus taker because to my knowledge although people have speculated nobody has truly predicted how this could have happened at 27 um uh, if you have any no not that i know of if you have any scriptures that you want to hear about tweet us email us comment on this video comment on this podcast I, I have no problems doing any scriptures, really. And I and I think Anthony likes listening to my ideas. I do. It's like a... It's like I'm a... Like I'm, I'm a fan listening to the podcast. I'm like one of you. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I'll let you into a little secret. I had a couple notes for this one. Probably about four lines. All this came right out of my head. Just like the Goldberg last match, just like the Sting last match, I kind of get notes ready, and then I just roll with it. I figure, what's better than spontaneity? 
But as always, I mean, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find your local podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Anthony already plugged our Etsy earlier. We're going to be at really cool Comic-Con in Flint. We're going to be at Battle in the Creek in Battle in the Creek. Uh, we're not going to be guests. But we're going to be at WrestleCon. Am I forgetting anything to plug? Uh, I think that's it. Think we have a, we have a, or a Threads account. We have Threads. Oh, that's right. We have Threads now. Yeah. Uh, I don't... But, uh... It's, it's too new for Logan. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to jump on that for about a year now. He so, can't. I mean, if you want to interact with anybody, go for it. I'm not going to be there. You can't learn it. Just like TikTok. No. You're not on TikTok yet. Oh, yeah. hell no. I'm not going to be on TikTok for like... I, I just started looking at Instagram and Facebook Reels. So. Yeah. But, uh... Glad you listened. Glad you loved. We'll catch you later on another Logan Scriptures.